an ex-alcoholic, drug addict, criminal, hustler, womanizer, fighter, liar, manipulator, player, drug dealer, thief, abuser, hypocrite, and a worldly confused individual. My name is Ben Lively. I'm not who I was before. I'm a born-again child of the Most High God, anointed, chosen, set apart, and called to represent the gospel of Jesus Christ. I teach Christians the truth of God's word. I'm a mouthpiece for the Lord Jesus Christ. I will not compromise, play any games, or waste time with this mission from on high. I know that in and of myself, I am nothing. I need God for every breath I take and every move I make. I have Christ living in me, and I'm burning with the fire of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I'm different now and forevermore. This earth is not my home. I know that, and I declare it boldly. I'm strong in prayer, praying in power, and in the Spirit. I will preach, teach, deliver, evangelize, prophesy, baptize, and build up groups of believers as God allows. He is working through me as I'm surrendered to His service as an instrument of righteousness. And if you know me or get to know me, you'll realize that I take no credit for this, but God gets all the glory. In Christ I live, and to heaven I will rise. Thank you so much for tuning in, and welcome everyone. Hope you're well. I'm your host, Ben Lively, and you're listening to Shaken Awake, episode number 15. I just want to thank you for tuning in wherever you are and whatever you're doing right this very moment. And listen, if you find any value in today's episode, please pass the news, pass the podcast name and link uh, to a friend, family member, or colleague that you feel would benefit from the show and become blessed as you are through the words that the Lord shares through these messages. It's probably one of the easiest things you can do to spread the word. Just pass the resource on and let God do the rest. And just a quick note, I'm still dealing with my new web hosting company trying to transfer information from the old to the new site. And it's definitely been a challenge, but it should be done and ready within the next week. But when it's back, It'll have an easier navigation and still have all the podcast episodes, a subscription button, transcript of each episode, along with some other really, really great items. Uh, also, please connect with the show via LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, our new uh, Shaken Awake podcast Facebook that's growing um, by the hundreds weekly. That's really bringing brothers and sisters in Christ together with more great avenues and channels to follow. So these are really helping to spread these messages even further. And we're using those channels to provide even more messages throughout the week. So please check them out if you have not already. And it looks like we picked up some listeners with the Lord's Reach out in Uruguay. I hadn't heard of this location, so I had to check it out on the map. It's adjacent to Buenos Aires, uh, Argentina. Uruguay is a South American country, and it's around... 5,500 miles from the U.S. So the Lord is really uh, taking this podcast where he wants it, isn't he? Praise him for that. And as always, I promise you another great show, but more than anything, my hope for you today and always is that you have an actual encounter with the Lord. He's always right there with you, even 
when you think he's not. So let's get ready to invite him in with us right here, right now, and allow him to speak directly to your hearts and your minds. So we're going to talk today about a subject that has robbed the world and most of us, if not all, during our lifetime of true joy, true peace, true love, true understanding, true patience, true happiness, and most of all, Jesus. And that is what I call the world's self-help store. It's deceptive, yet fascinating, and it's luring millions down the wide path to destruction and away from God. And I'm talking about relying on the lives and the words of wisdom of others while ignoring and not seeking God for the help we truly need, which is why I entitled today's show, Are You Leaning on False Idols to Replace God's Power and Promises? So the point of today's episode that I really want to hit home for all of you is the one that God revealed to me within the past couple of years and I had been completely blind to my entire life. My eyes, my mind, my heart, just concealed and blinded by the hands of the enemy as he's so well skilled at. And uh, the Holy Spirit has revealed to me that so many, millions like me, have been and are being led astray by the enemy and tricked into believing and placing emphasis in our daily lives on the people of the world uh, world for what we want, turning them into idols. It's a topic that he dropped in my lap almost two years ago and finally uh, opened my eyes to realize how he had been working to reverse the curse of the enemy's stronghold on my life. So he's placed this back in front of me over the past couple of weeks to speak with you on today. So let's get deep into the word today, see what God in his word says and discuss how it impacts us. And equally as important, how we can learn to recognize that God provides, but the world deceives. And our actions dictate who we love and worship in our lives during our lifetime. I found that nothing is coincidental in our lives. Although it may seem at times that it is, there was no coincidence that today's daily devotional coming from one of my new favorites uh, by Sarah Young, it's entitled Jesus Calling. It's a daily devotional. It spoke perfectly to the subject I'm noting and speaking on today, perfectly timed by God. By the way, if you haven't heard or looked at Jesus Calling, please check it out on Amazon. Uh, or anywhere online. I don't recommend many things outside of the Bible, but this is one devotional that has helped others see God the most outside of the Bible. Check it out if you haven't, uh, if, you, if you if you have the chance. One note: her gift as an author has been to write as the mouthpiece of God, using Scripture to back up her devotional. So she writes in the third person as though it's God. But it is God speaking through her. It's a, it's a new twist on devotionals, but I believe it was ordained by God himself as all the things that are good are. So here was today's devotional taking taken from Jesus Calling. Here first are the verses that are used to back up her devotional. So Romans 8.22, we know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Exodus 23 you shall have no other gods before me. And third, Psalms 37.4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So here's a devotional that follows from those verses. Remember that you live in a fallen world 
an abnormal world tainted by sin. Much frustration and failure results from you seeking perfection in this life. This is nothing, there's nothing perfect in this world except me. That is why uh, closeness to me satisfies the deep yearnings and fills you with joy. I have planted longing for perfection in every human heart. This is a good desire which I alone can fulfill. But most people seek this fulfillment in other people and earthly pleasures or achievements. Thus, they create idols before which they bow down. I will have no other gods before me. Make me the deepest desire of your heart. Let me fulfill your yearning for perfection. So this was on my exact topic for today. How true and precious were those words in scripture? I mean, my my entire life, I believe that when God referenced worshiping other gods, that he meant wooden or, or metal statues, Satan, earthly elements, astrology, and the likes. So I I knew I wasn't worshiping those, although later I found out I was. No, if you read the Bible, which I had obviously not done in my life, clearly, it will clearly outline and explain that an idol is anything and everything you place above and or before God. Let me repeat that. It took me 41 years to be shown this wisdom by the Holy Spirit. An idol is anything and everything that you place above and or before God, whether intentionally or subconsciously. So here's some scriptures on on idolization. So 1 Corinthians 10, 7, do not be idolaters as some of them were, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in revelry or in current times, party. 1 Corinthians 10, 14. Therefore, my dear friends, flee from idolatry. 1 John 5, 21. Dear children, keep yourselves from idols. Colossians 3, 5. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Isaiah 45, 20. Gather together, and come, assemble, you fugitives from the nation. Ignorant are those who carry about idols of wood, who pray to gods that cannot save. Jonah 2, verse 8. Those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. Judges 10, verse 14. Go and cry out to the gods you have chosen. Let them save you when you're in trouble. Leviticus 19, 4 States, do not turn to idols or make metal gods for yourselves. I am the Lord, your God. Psalm 16, 4, those who run after other gods will suffer more and more. I will not pour out libations of blood to such gods or take up their names on my lips. Galatians 4, 8, formerly when you did not know God, you were slaves to those who by nature are not gods. Revelations 9.20 says the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues still did not repent of the works of their hands. They did not stop worshiping demons and idols of gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood, idols that cannot see or hear or walk. And in Exodus 23-6, you shall have no other gods before me. 
You shall not make yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. So the question that I was convicted on myself was why was I searching and working for the things that God so readily has available and is willing to freely give to those who believe and love him? Why was I searching and working for the things that God has so readily available and is willing to freely give to those who believe and love him. Why was I searching the earth for the things above? Why was I placing my trust, my energy, my resources, time, my faith, perseverance, determination, and focus into the things that were not from God rather than from God himself? It was because the God of this world, Satan, was providing these things to me without me realizing it, therefore becoming my idol and God. It wasn't the money I was after, not that I was really after, wasn't even the things money could buy. What I wanted was happiness and contentment. In Psalm 1611, you will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness and joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. In Ecclesiastes 2.26, for God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to a man who is good in his sight, but to the sinner, he gives the work of gathering and collecting that he may give to him who is good before God. This is also This also is vanity and grasping for the wind. So it wasn't the physique and looks and attraction I was after. It was to be healthy. For my body is the temple of God. It was me being vain. So the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, again, 2.26, for God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to a man who is good in his sight. But to the sinner, he gives the work of gathering and collecting that he may give to him who is good before God. This is also his vanity grasping for the wind. So Proverbs 31.30, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. You see, I was being vain instead of taking care of the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit inside me. As 1 Corinthians 6.19 states, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God, you are not your own. Again, it wasn't the booze and being drunk or buzzed every night that made everything so fun and fulfilling. What I wanted to be was free of pain and diversion from the things around me that I had no control over. So Matthew 24, 48 to 51 says, but if that wicked servant says to himself, my master is delayed and begins to beat his fellow servants and eats and drinks with drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour he does not know and will cut him into pieces and put him with the hypocrites. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Another good reference uh, Bible verse is Psalms 18.2, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. 
That's what I should have been grasping onto, not the bottle. It wasn't the food that filled my stomach to the max when I was looking to lose weight. It was being filled with the bread of life that I was truly after. And that's backed up by John 6.35. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Also in John 6, uh, verse 51, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Also, it wasn't the businesses and the success I was after to make a comfortable living and a future security. What I really wanted was peace and calm and assurance that my future was not jeopardized. But 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 to 28 says, Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you are not in the darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief, for you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you? Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. And furthermore, Colossians 3.15 states, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. It also wasn't the partying and thrills and sex I was truly after. What I wanted was a purpose and a life worth living for. So Galatians 2.20 states, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You know, it, it wasn't the heroes, quote unquote, of this world. And their great words and you know smooth quotes that truly motivated me. What I wanted was a was a fire lit inside me to fulfill my purpose in life. But Ephesians 2.10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. It was right there. It wasn't the perfect church or perfect pastor I was after. What I really wanted was to worship and feel like I was loved by God. And right in Romans 8, 35 and 37 through 39 speaks perfectly to this. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? No. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. 
Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. So what God and, and the Holy Spirit convicted me of is that I wanted the wrong things for the wrong reasons, so I took the wrong routes to seek the wrong advice from the wrong people in the wrong avenues. I was self-seeking, self-servicing, or self-serving, self-loving, lover of myself and idol worshiper, and the devil had me so blinded that I couldn't see my life in that way. It seemed I was living the good life and was quote-unquote saved. But Ephesians 5, 1 through 5 says, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us, and he offered himself as a sacrifice, uh, sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes. These are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of God and of, or worshiping the things of this world. So that's Ephesians 5, 1 through 5. It doesn't get clearer than that, folks. That's the first commandment. You shall have no other gods before me. That's right from Exodus 20, verse 3. So an idol is anything or anyone who takes the place of God in our lives. It's anything, an object, an idea, a philosophy, a habit, an occupation, a sport, or a person. Whatever is your primary concern or that to any degree decreases your trust and loyalty to God. You know, Alan Redpath states, our God is the person we think most precious, for whom we would make the greatest sacrifice and who moves our heart with the warmest love. He, or it, is the person who, if we lost him, would leave us desolate. Nothing is to be placed before the Lord. If God is what he claims to be, then he must be supreme in our lives before everyone and everything else. So what can be idols in our lives? The God of oneself? Romans one twenty five stated, they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator. Certainly some people worship their own likeness, uh, like, likeness, but it's not limited to their physical bodies. For all practical purposes, they simply feel that the wor world revolves around them. All they think about is what they're going to get out of life. Uh, they want always want to come out on top. They want success at any cost, regardless if it's at the cost of faith, family, and friends. Man, that sounds just like me, like I was. There's another uh, God of pleasure in Philippians 3, 18 to 19, for many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly and whose glory is in their shame, 
who set their mind on earthly things. Also see Ephesians 5.12. The people who worship this God may be living for sensual or sexual pleasure. The problem with this is that once you have tried a thing, you soon tire of it and want more. It then becomes more perverse and deviant, an unholy appetite that cannot be satisfied legitimately. That also sounds familiar. The God of possessions. No one can serve two masters. This is Matthew 6.24. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Job 31, 24 to 25 and 28 states, If I have made gold my hope or said to find gold, you are my confidence. If I have rejoiced because my wealth was great and because my hand had gained much, this also would be an iniquity deserving of judgment for I would have denied God who was above. You know, every man or woman has a God. For some, it's the one God of the Bible. Yet for others, it's something or someone they live for, or perhaps some passionate pursuit in life. It's terrifying, but true. A a person can worship in church every Sunday, yet be a full-time idol worshiper. Ephesians 5, 6 states, don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. So basically those I was looking up, for advice, plans, directions, quotes, inspiration, you know, motivation and wisdom. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins for the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Don't participate in the things these people do. So in 2019, God had me reevaluate my life and the Holy Spirit convict me for the things I was seeking and why. I was seeking out the world for what the world offers, but not seeking God for what God offers. And I had to die to myself to be reborn unto him. I had to shed my old skin to be fitted into the new that he had prepared for me. I took the world and left it. It was no longer my home. My home now is within the arms of the Lord as he lives in and through me. And my purpose on earth is now known to me. My purpose is his purpose for my life. My real home is waiting for me on the other side of this world. My last breath here will mean my first breath in the home I was always meant to have with him and his children for eternity to serve and praise him. You know, he's been preparing that place for me since he died on the cross and you too and and, and left earth and ascended into heaven next to the father on the throne he told us he would go and prepare a place for us if it were not so he would never have said it i believe jesus and therefore i must live like it let no man deceive you you either serve god every day or you serve you fill in the blank if the shoe fits kick it off God doesn't have favorites in heaven. You're either forgiven and have served him well in being his good and faithful servant, or you're not. He leaves that decision 100% in your hands. So my final statement today is this. Stop filling your hearts with earthly treasures and rewards and feel goods. 
while God wants to fill your hearts with the same, but with a more heavenly form of each, an eternal form that fulfills your hearts with every desire you'll ever want or need. Again, if the shoe fits, and I'm not implying anything, kick it off. Jesus doesn't want just a part of your heart. He wants it all and he deserves it of you. So my questions to you today are this. Is there anything you're relying on or seeking or desiring that's not from God? Are you seeking to live for yourself or man? Or are you seeking to live for God? Are you placing anything above, before, or in place of him? Or are you putting God first in your life and in every aspect of your life? Are you seeking guidance from God and his Holy Spirit and the living word, the Bible? Or are you seeking guidance from your own selves, others or other idols? So before we end our show today, I just want to thank you all again for tuning in. And I hope you were touched by God through today's message. I'd like to ask you a favor, only if you've received any value out of today's show. Uh, would you tell at least one person you know, call them, text them, email them, talk to them. Just tell them to give them the show uh, the show a listen. It may, again, uh, just help them in their walk with Christ. And I, I really need your support. If you could give me a quick star rating on your phone app takes literally three seconds and i'd love that help and and support from you guys uh which will allow the lord and the holy spirit to reach even more lives through this broadcast so until my new website is complete and online if you'd like to get a hold of me you can reach out directly uh text call for any reason my phone number is 407-493-3208 Again, that number is 407-493-3208. I am uh, very interested in in hearing your uh, feedback, your questions, your uh, criticisms, uh, corrections, questions. If it's important to you, it's important to me. Also, if you'd like to be a guest of this show, please reach out to me as well. If you have a life and or eternity changing story, that you'd like to share, please let me know and I'll schedule you in. We do not hear enough of the truth these days or the positive ways of God and Jesus Christ these days. This podcast with your help is going to help change that up. So I'd love your help with this where you can. So next week, next week, I'm, I'm going to try to get a special guest to join us. Uh, I haven't confirmed it, but I believe God has ordained us to uh, to speak and I'd love to have him join us and share how God has shooken him awake and pulled him out of the fire. It will be another Do Not Miss episode. Uh, please, you don't want to miss it. Um, I, I, I can't give you his first uh, full name, but uh, he was a gangster. He was uh, in the mafia. He was a mobster, and he was charged 